Podument Park. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kunshaw, fresh off the West Coast road trip and looking good. Hello. To be clear, that was about the Yankees, not necessarily <laughs> Shaw. I don't think he went to the West Coast. <laughs> I did not. I was just waiting for like a, hey, how you doing? And then I'm just, that's why it took me a second to say anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> now we're just, talk, we're just straight into the West Coast talk. Yes. West Coast is good. For once. It, this might be like a, one of those like effects where it feels like something never, ever happens, but in reality it happens more often than you think. But it does not really feel like the Yankees have very successful West Coast trips that often just because it's, it's hard to travel across the country and play competent baseball for several games in a row, especially when you're facing two real teams and the Mariners and especially the Dodgers. But they won both series. Yeah, and I think even if like even when the Yankees – do well and come back with a winning record from West Coast trip. I've never considered it successful just because like those games ended at, like two in the morning and it's just awful and annoying and dumb. But besides the fact that they, you know, one series against Seattle, one series against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, the pitch clock. Love it. Love a pitch clock. Continues to be the 2023 MVP. Sorry to <laughs> show hey, Judge, Freddie Freeman, anyone else. The real MVP for the entire league is the pitch clock. A hundred percent. That might be my my Yankee of the season at the end of the year. Yeah, especially that like extra inning game in Seattle. That was the loss. I mean, e- even though like it was a sucky game, at least it ended before like we got too crazy. Yeah, I think it ended at like twelve twenty five, twelve thirty Eastern, something around that time. Like nothing too absurd. And I think I remember talking in our Slack. I'm like, yeah, otherwise, like this game would be going on for another hour. We'd be in the sixth or seventh at this point. Like by the time the game ended, I wasn't even mad that I stayed up to watch an extra inning loss. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's like, well, (laughs) that was annoying, but uh, whatever. Hard to sweep series on the road, especially again against real teams. So, yes. But to go out and win the series against real teams, we'll take it. Yeah. Just. Unfortunate that the uh, Dodger Stadium bullpen fence is like ancient and has concrete and Judge Baby broke a toe. Hopefully not. Yeah, we don't have official confirmation just yet. Might not get it till tomorrow. But as of right now, that might be my Manfred of the week. That fence. Uh, How dare you hunt our big beefy baseball boy? Yeah. Well, first of all, tremendous catch. And then also... This is lost in it afterward because it didn't end up mattering, but stupid umpiring call to place the runner at second because I guess the glove was like maybe out of play for like a second. And I was just like, okay. His his foot actually landed out of play. Even still. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, it's dumb, whatever. But I didn't disagree with it too much because I thought like, okay, yeah, his foot actually landed a little bit out of play. So I'll give it to him if that was the reason. Yeah, well, that's the fault of the bullpen fence. Stupid, ancient thing yeah. again. But yeah, yeah. Before we get to, oh, I mean, we already got to it. But like, b- ignoring the potential, the bullpen fence might have broken his toe. My man dented the fence. Yeah, he, like, that was, damaged it. I don't think I've ever seen any player do that at Dodger Stadium. And like, I yeah, it's not like we watch do- games at Dodger Stadium all the time. But like, because the Dodgers are on TV so much and are just a frequent team that I'll flip to on MLB.TV because they're always good. I've watched like a fair number of Dodgers games and highlights. And I, again, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah, no, that, that, it was incredible. Yeah. Like, and he homered again, by the way, uh, with that like little piss rocket down the line. <laughs> <laughs> 
for lack of a better term. Is that the official StatCast terminology for it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a piss rocket. 360 feet or whatever. Yeah. Wasn't even like that. Those are, I, I talked about this in the, in the Slack too, but those home runs from like Judge and Stan, they are the, not the best because the tape measure ones that go like absurd distances are amazing. But the ones that are just like little line drives that would like hit off the wall for most people are just the funniest. They just yeah, no, keep I, going. I, yeah, I think we've talked about it on here before too. But yeah, the line drive home runs that just like wouldn't be a home run for anybody else besides those two human beings are genuinely just hilarious. But then, like the other ones that are just like, oh, we don't know if this one, this ball has actually landed yet. Those are just like majestic and like awe inspiring. <laughs> yeah. And should say, Giancarlo Stan, also back. Good to see and him. Also he homered. homered. Yes. Yes. Now, unfortunately, in the Friday night loss, that was uh, basically doomed from the start because Luis Severino thought it was the 2017 wildcard game or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was trying to recall those vibes, but. Uh... Unless you have David Robertson coming in for three innings out of nowhere, you're not going to be able to come back in that game. Yeah, unless you have a uh, a ball bouncing up and hitting Gary in the unfortunate area, then you're lost. Yes, <laughs> we needed that's to sac- what's required. <laughs> we needed to sacrifice the catcher's private area. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't work out. But yeah. you know, Donaldson also came back with uh, two home and runs, he, which yeah, I, he actually had a good game too. Yeah, I did not really expect that and it's it's the funny dynamic because like I, I still don't really like Josh Donaldson and I think that he probably still does have a role on this team with how little they've been getting from third base since uh, DJ LeMahieu slowed down from his hot start so if he could even be like an okay bat then that's going to give you an improvement and you're paying him anyway so no, I don't think we necessarily need to like get Peraza up there especially but we'll see what you have with Donaldson and there's no guarantee that Peraza would hit at the big league level. I know he's really hot right now, and there have been a lot of calls for him pretty recently. And yeah, maybe they should have called him up earlier when there was an opening, but didn't happen. You don't know if those stats will play. I mean, we've seen how Volpe has killed the minors too, and he's been up and down in production. So whatever the likelihood is of Peraza being the same kind of bat that Donaldson is, I think donaldson is more likely to do that for better or for worse and if he starts to suck then yeah don't worry we will be right back on the uh cut his ass train yeah i mean i'm always on that train just because again <laughs> i don't really care for him as a person yeah but even like last year i mean he wasn't I'm not, I'm not arguing that he was good but he was like extremely awful he had an ops plus a 93 which is like just a little bit below average, which again, it's bad for Josh Johnson and what he's done in his career, but it's not like he was, I don't know. Just he wasn't really, Aaron Hicks. Really, really, yeah, he wasn't Aaron Hicks. That's probably a good way to put it. I still, again, I'm fine with the cut him and didn't really want to call him up, but that's, again, not so much because I thought he would just be worse than what they've been getting from third base, but just I don't care for him as a person. That's all it was, and we all know me. I'm I'm petty. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not gonna put, I'm gonna not gonna blame you there. It, they're, <laughs> they are going to try it. We will see what happens. And uh, you know, it, the, the, I think the main problem last year at Donaldson was just like what they had to give up to get him, and then it's like, okay, this is all it is. <laughs> yeah, like Gio Urshela, like, I think had a better season, even though he was playing worse defense. So right, yeah, and then you get rid of Gary, and I get, I know Gary's just a whole other, you know, controversial topic. Yeah. <laughs> He's channeling his inner judge wearing number 99. 
Yeah, I, I, I love that personally. So. I, so do I. I, I. As soon as I saw it, I was like, yes. <laughs> I don't know if there's any relation, but I hope there is. Yeah, it's probably just pure coincidence, but I hope he's just like, I'm going to do this for Judge. <laughs> yeah, he didn't He didn't do that when he was uh, on the Mets. For he did not. No, but maybe it's because he's like, eh, I don't feel like doing this in the same town. This is weird. Yeah, and probably would have just heard too much nonsense about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, out in San Diego, I'd be like, eh, I'm not saying up for that. That yeah. team's underachieving anyway. Like, even, like, the three minutes he spent on the Mets, like, he heard, it was just way too much Gary Sanchez talking. I'm like, I'm over this already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, sidebar, Aaron Hicks, 5 for 11 with the Orioles. So, good for him, I guess. Yeah, no, I saw that. Like, the, he's been doing really well. Like, you know, happy for him. Yeah. We are happy for a dude. Yeah. So, uh, ex-Yankee news. Back to... uh the current team, though, we should mention Destro Cortez is going on the IL. They have not officially made the move yet, but they all but confirmed it in talking about him yesterday because it sounds like his shoulder's been bothering him between starts, which maybe will explain why he hasn't been quite as sharp as last year. He's had problems lasting deep into ball games, especially facing hitters third time through the order. Maybe there's a connection there, and if you can get it addressed with some rest and hopefully won't require surgery or anything. He's getting an MRI just to make sure, but ideally they're hoping he just misses a few starts and this will be a short IL stint, but something to monitor regardless. Yeah. I mean, regardless, he's going to go on the 15 day IL and it's, yeah, it, cause it has been just very weird how like as soon as he hits that third, th- th- third time through the order, it's just, he just loses it completely. So if there's something bothering him where it was just like, he's not able to like, you know, He's not able to get the proper conditioning or whatever to keep uh, going on or just something's bothering where he's just getting fatigued a little bit quicker. He might as well just try and give him some rest. Hopefully that'll be all he needs and he can kind of do that. Because, like, again, third time through the order is difficult. Like, nobody's saying not, but just for him to just immediately lose it as soon as that happens, it's just weird. No, yeah, because the thing is this year – there have only been like two absolute bad starts from him and that'll happen to almost anyone like that right. some exactly league. but in these other games you know he's still very competitive and getting the job done for the most part through five or so and then it just all either turns to shit or fizzles out and they quickly go to the bullpen so exactly ideally this will get that taken care of and ideally there's nothing seriously wrong with his shoulder because i am Already worried about the Yankees rotation, even though I do trust Matt Blake a lot and they are still finding ways to get it done. But in the meantime, uh, look for some starts from Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez. Wouldn't surprise me if they uh, swapped them out, basically, since they might need some bullpen help. They could use Brito and then immediately demote him, call up a reliever, then demote the reliever and call up Vasquez for the next start. If they really feel right. that Nestor will have a short recovery. So that's a possibility. They're both rested. They could take that start on Wednesday. So we shall see. Yep. Be curious to see how it plays out. Yeah. Speaking uh, of uh, immediately coming right back up, Avalo Cabrera. <laughs> yeah, that was. We, we did briefly talk last week about how it seemed like he could get demoted. And sure enough, he was demoted. And then before the end of the week, he was already back. <laughs> yeah, we talked about, oh, he's probably going down when they came, come back up. And since then, he's already been demoted and promoted. <laughs> yeah, he made it all the way back to Pennsylvania, where Scranton was playing Lehigh Valley. Didn't get into the game. Uh, but then by the time he was ready, uh, Greg Allen had gotten hurt. So they're like, well... Oswaldo, we need you to run back to Newark and fly to LA. And he, yeah. the same day he flew back from Newark, he hit a home run. 
So exactly, which what is a impressive. Day. Impressive. Powered uh, by Hudson News Coffee or something. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, congrats to uh, uh, Oswaldo's frequent flyer miles program because he got uh, some nice little boosts this week. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about how maybe he would need the demotion to sort of set things right, but uh, honest, honestly, if he can get it worked out at the big league level, all the better. There are still obviously some questions, but in addition to the home run, he did get the um, go-ahead run in, I believe, on Sunday night. That was his grounder. Yes. Very slow grounder, not exactly like, oh, this is what you want to do to get the runs in the bigs, kid, but he made contact, and was it slow enough that the run scored even Rizzo, so we'll yeah. count it for him. I'm going to go with he got to Scranton just enough with just enough time to have a very inspirational and motivational conversation with whoever their hitting coach is. And he said, just sweep the ice, mop the ice. And Oswaldo Cabrera has done that. And now he will be great. Don't worry about it. You heard it here first, folks. There you go. Trevor Amicone, by the way, is the uh, Scranton hitting coach. So I've already forgotten what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? Do you remember that Shelly Duncan is the manager? Sweet, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking about that. When did that happen? Uh, before the season. <laughs> sure, why not? Oh, God. it's I am I'm so pleased to break this news to you. It's, oh, wow. This is a great nugget. Like, I probably knew this at some point, but 100% did not know that right now. That is wild to me. I also have not kept up with, like, knowing who the AAA or any of the minors, uh, like, really, managers and stuff are. Like once, um, what's his name, Al Pedrique or whatever left. Yeah, because everyone's like, "Oh, they should call him up because he, they, you know, baby bombers grew, grew up with him." I'm like, "They didn't grow up with him. Relax. <laughs> they had homes." <laughs> no, he raised them himself. He was the master splinter. <laughs> no, I, I specifically remember, like, I forgot where, like, where but like, somebody like, "Oh, they grew up with him." I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> Judge grew up in California. Gary Globe grew up in DR. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, now everyone's growing up with Shelly Duncan, so you know <laughs> he's 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 the next manager for the Yankees as a father it. of sons. <laughs> uh, oh. All right, um, let's get this back on track. Yeah. Uh, another guy who came back, Tommy Canley, through an inning on Friday. Lots of, lots yeah. of good change-ups. Looked good. Yeah, no, happy to see him back. Um, I'm sure they're still going to be a little bit cautious about, like, you know, obviously making sure not to overuse him or anything just in, uh, just yet. And the Yankees are always very good about, like, for the most part, their bullpen management. So that, again, not something we're concerned about. But uh, I'm sure we'll see him a little with a little bit more frequency as, like, you know, time goes on. <laughs> yeah. No, I think... They, they will find ways to judiciously mix him back into the mid to higher leverage roles because that's why they signed him. They think he has something to bring to the table. And there's definitely opportunity for growth in this bullpen because all I feel like pretty good in most of like the top five relievers or so at this point. But if Canley can come in and cement himself in another one of these roles, then you welcome that, obviously, because he's yeah. a very talented reliever when he's on the field. Yeah, if you could just make Aaron Boone's like circle of trust even larger, like I'm fine with that. Yeah, because um, we've we've already seen like how much they have to rely on the <laughs> Marinaccios, the Kings, the Holmes, and the who am I forgetting? There's another Peralta. Peralta, of course. Yeah, yeah. one pitches all the time. So yeah, 
if he could just <laughs> eat into their innings a little bit, that would help because right now, especially with the only, you're only really getting length from Cole, uh, you know, Domingo Herman Sunday night effort notwithstanding, they need to have these relievers eat up some of these later innings to bridge the gap. So until those other guys are able to stretch out, these relievers are going to be super important. And I think that's probably just going to be a thing all year long. Yes. It's not really, like, hopefully, like, you know, what Luis Arino can also help eat some innings as he kind of, like, you know, still is working back and whatever. Yeah. I, I did appreciate that. I think he went, like, what, what did he end up going for, I think, on Friday? Yeah, basically, like, after the first inning blow-up, it wasn't as bad. He got back on track. So it wasn't, it wasn't totally like the wild card game where he was at, right. after two outs. Granted, yeah, a little I bit mean, of different leverage there, but yeah, he made no, it. No, 100%, 100% just, you know, situation is different, but I did appreciate that they, he was able to kind of bunker down and go at least get a couple extra more innings than he probably should have or would have gotten in other situations and that probably just helped the bullpen out. So. Yeah, they were able to get through that game only using uh, Canely, who they wanted to mix in anyway, and then Ryan Weber and Albert Abreu. So then that set them up for the final couple games of the series when they could really deploy like the Marinaccios and the Holmes yeah. and Peraltas, So Yeah. And Michael Clay Holmes, Kay. man. Yeah, Clay, Clay Holmes. Holmes. He's he's. I I don't want to say he's back because I'm always frightened about it. But like we yes. feel a lot better about him than like at the beginning of May when it was just like, okay, this guy, he keeps blowing it. I'm very worried right. about him. And you know, I'm. It's not like oh, we're fully back. But at this point, he has allowed one run since May third. So yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, I won't go out and say, like, oh, he's back, but I probably am at the point right now where I'm not squinting or getting mad at him coming into the game. Yeah, and that's I think our biggest problem was really that Boone had sort of fallen back into using him as his, like, main closer guy when he didn't really need to. And right. I think now they found like a good balance where they can just use oh like last night I believe they used Wandy Peralta for the save. They before or recently they had used Clay Holmes for the save. Sometimes yeah, I think Hol- I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Holmes got the save on Saturday and then he pitched in the seventh on Sunday. Yeah. So if you can be versatile with your relievers, absolutely do. Because yeah. I appreciate that some guys, this is not even just an Earl's Chapman thing. Some guys like to know their roles. But if you, you have if you have a group of pitchers who are just like, yeah, pitch us whenever, you don't need to pigeonhole them. And I think now they finally realized, okay, we'll just use whoever, whenever. This is like yeah. the one bit of Ray's bullpen management, I think, that it's good to adopt. <laughs> yeah, no, like the... the the one thing that I think I was about to say too that they've kind of like spearheaded and it's been a good thing because the the fact remains like you're the best hitters from the other team may not be coming up in the ninth mm-hmm. so the same situation could actually be in the seventh inning or the sixth inning or the eighth inning or whatever right and you want to be able to use your best guy then like you don't want to have to go to like and Albert Abreu in the eighth because uh, Kawhi Holmes or Michael King only likes to pitch in the ninth. Yeah. Uh, again, and again, understanding that some people are just more comfortable knowing like when they are and that they're probably going to be utilized a little bit better in that situation. That, that's, I guess, fine in certain things. But if you don't need that for that particular person, then you're just doing yourself a disservice by limiting yourself and your opportunities to you know leverage that person. Yeah. Other notes, Jake Bowers, two homers. 
that saved the Yankees' ass on Saturday night. So thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I didn't actually think that they would DFA him, but it did feel like for a little while that he was in the mix. Unlikely, but in the mix because his bat had sort of slowed down a bit. But that's uh, he had a good week, honestly. So he is just fully on the bench for now until further notice, basically. Like they'll have to make some decisions whenever Harrison Bader gets back, but that'll be a couple weeks. So get some time to figure things out, see who's healthy, and go from there. Yeah, I, I'm assuming also like whatever happens with Judge will probably play some sort of effect into him. If oh yeah. Judge is going to need like a longer health stand or anything like that. Hopefully, he just you know needs a day or yeah. I feel back. like regardless of what happens, we probably won't see him much against the White Sox. Um, best case scenario, he plays maybe two out of three against the Red Sox this weekend. I think even if he avoids the IL, they will be very careful with him because it's Judge. You got to <laughs> yeah. So and, and, like, and, and, and also I think it plays into the how they are setting up the outfield too because since they also lost Greg Allen, um, we're going to see a lot of IKF CF. So. <laughs> ICF. Yeah. And yeah. again, as um, we talked about last week, he's been fine. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it continues. Um, I, I, I worry a little bit about potential overexposure. Same. Yeah. But, but again, there aren't really many blame... options. <laughs> and again, you can't blame him for that. Right. If he's no. getting overexposed and beaten, like that's, He's just playing. He's just doing what he's told. He's doing his job. And apparently, they and are going to try to give Oswaldo some reps in center field too, so that IKS not the only one taking spots out there. But right, right now, like that—that's who your guy is. They're not going to put Jake Bowers out there. Obviously, you're not doing staying out in center field. So. No, of course not. So maybe, maybe you see Judge if he, he can avoid the IL and is like actually fine and healthy. Maybe you see him take a couple there, but not anytime uh, it's soon. Fine. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. Primarily, it's going to be ICF. <laughs> yes, yes. So we will see more IKF. I want to shout out also Clark Schmidt in that series finale against Seattle. He oh, yeah. pitched Absolutely. really well. That got over- overshadowed by the loss, and that, uh, and that is the end of the series, and the Yankees wanted it anyway. So it's just like, all right, we'll just move on. But Clark Schmidt did a very good job, and he has honestly been doing a pretty good job recently, which is what we wanted to see from him all along, just some positive developments, especially after such a rocky April where it almost seemed like they were never going to pick Johnny Brito over Clark Schmidt just for business reasons, but (laughs) and also just for potential. Even through Johnny Brito's first few starts, he knew that he wasn't – his stuff was not the same as Schmidt's, but from just a pure numbers basis, they were far closer than they should have been, and instead, Clark Schmidt has righted the ship and really only had one bad start in May. And otherwise, he was two runs or less in all and five of his six starts. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's been very, very good. That one bad start came against the Rays where he gave up seven runs. But outside of that, and he's been, you know, lasting a little bit longer, too. Um, yeah. Obviously, even that run, that game where he gave up uh, seven runs, he, he lasted two outs into the fourth. But besides that, in his other one, two, five starts, he only failed to make it to the fifth once. Yeah. And that was the first game of, uh, that was back on May 3rd. Since then, he's hit, he's pitched six innings, five, five, and then uh, five and two thirds. So you like to see it. Yes. And for as much he, as we don't really like him, that was a really good start by Domingo Herman last night against the Dodgers. That's a tough lineup to shut down on a national spotlight. And until yeah. J.D. Martinez homered in the seventh, they were doing nothing against him. No. 
And, and, and you know, again, this is back to the same conversation with uh, Donaldson, but obviously for very, very different reasons. But, but it's just about the the person that we don't care for. But J- uh, Domingo Herman is, you know, somebody who will give you that type of start like every once in a while or whatever. Like, you know, he has that kind of ability. So it's impressive, but not really, like, surprising or shocking fully. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what's going on, with the Yankees. The other other small notes, Garrett Cole, eat more bananas. <laughs> don't, don't get uh, <laughs> cramps. So that was scary for a moment because he'd only throw it 80 pitches. And it's like, why is he out? But it, it seems so strange that he was out that I had a feeling that something was up. So glad that Boone was just not off his rocker. Yeah. Yeah. I think you put this in our Slack as well. But, like, there's three options either. He's cramping up, which is okay, fine. Something really has to have been broken inside of him. Or Boone is just overthinking the shit out of this, and none of those other two options were good. <laughs> yeah. So we'll take the best-case scenario out of there. Yeah. Rizzo, Trevino, both back. Uh, that happened in the past week. Rizzo obviously was just out for a few days of the neck thing after the end of the Padres series. But he got back to the lineup, then Trevino made it back into the, into the lineup for the Mariners, for the middle of the Mariners series. So we said goodbye to Ben Workbet for a little bit, but we will see if he comes back up. He looked okay, I thought, in his limited exposure, but... I assume probably one of Trevino or Higgy will have something pop up at another point, and I will feel okay about him coming back. Yeah, no, it's fine. And like you, I think you said this last week, but at least now we have proof of concept. <laughs> yes, yes. And some injury, and more injury updates. Carlos Rodon threw a Dodger Stadium bullpen with the team, and then he will face hitters on Friday. Still no rehab schedule just yet, but slowly marching back. Slowly yeah. marching back. I mean, we've talked about this, but like, they're not going to give us a timeline until he just uh, like they're just going to say, "Hey, he's starting a rehab at one one day." Like, exactly. oh, okay, that'll that'll be news. Yeah, feels like Ian there... Hamilton is closer coming along because he had a, he had that groin strain. He threw a bullpen on the thirtieth, and they're still eyeing a mid June return. So maybe sometime in the next week and a half, two weeks. Yep, and that'll be another good guy be... to have out in the bullpen because yeah. we saw how his slombio was working earlier this year. Yeah, if you can expand your inner circle from six, five to six, and then six to seven, why not? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Montas throwing program, five exclamation points in my notes. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's still not expected back until like maybe September, but you know, good for him, I guess. He's going to be back. It's going to be great. Yeah. And we must also send our deepest condolences to Ryan Weber. It looks like he may be on that unfortunate track toward Tommy John surgery because he was pulled with that forearm strain, hit the IL. And just from his comments about it, he's like, yeah, it's not in a good area. We'll see what happens. Uh, I Pretty ominous. If this is it, then thank you, Pooh Slinger. You had some nice outings in there. Yes. And just to clarify, in case anybody misunderstands, Pooh Slinger is said with love. <laughs> yes, yes. I always appreciate it relievers who can get the job done but just throwing crap and locating it well <laughs> yeah, exactly okay uh nick ramirez back okay you are the last man in the pen hello hello that's all i got <laughs> yeah but no overall good week we'll take it yeah all right let's do an ad break and we will be right back Boop-a-doo. and we're back so let's run through our uh bref top 12 check-in how are we doing? I assume Aaron Judge is still on top. Questionable toe. Actually, actually, no. Garrett Cole has reclaimed his top spot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we love to see the Cole train going. Um, but yeah, Garrett Cole. Aaron Judge just behind him. Anthony Rizzo. My sweet prince, Michael King. 
And then Harrison Bader rounding out the top five. Following he's just going to hang out up there for a little while, I guess. <laughs> he's going to be this year's Corey Kluber. <laughs> following him is uh, Domingo Armand, who we talked about, had a very good start on Sunday. Ian Hamilton also hanging around while on the IL. Sure. Um, <laughs> Anthony Volpe, Clay Holmes, Glaber Torres, which I'm actually kind of surprised he's a little bit, he's like that low. I feel like he's been doing so much better, but I think that whatever. the defense is just not but, really, yeah. B-Ref doesn't really like it that much. And it, yeah, it's that's fair. Anyway. Yeah. And then uh, Wandy Peralta and then DJ LeMayhew rounding out the top 12. The so, Mayhew himself. <laughs> the Mayhew. But yeah, nothing too surprising. Yeah. Still enjoy <laughs> Ian Hamilton hovering around. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be funny to see how long Ian Hamilton and uh, Harrison Bader just kind of chill on this list. But at least Hamilton looking like he's going to be back soon. So maybe he'll just be able to build on that. Yeah. <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait. All right, let's... <laughs> All right, let's move on <laughs> to the Yankee and Manfred of the Week. Who is your Yankee of the Week? I'm going Giancarlo Stanton. I love, I love him. I love the man. I love, I love, I love him very, 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 very much. And I'm happy to see him back. And I'm happy to see him just crushing baseballs. I mean, he only got two hits in since coming back, but uh, two hits in two games. But one was a home run um, in Friday's loss, and one was a scorching double. So we'll take it. And just happy to see him there. So, Giancarlo Sand, I love you. Yeah, that double was like one of those ones I thought actually had a chance. Maybe you go, like, just... go out, but I, it, it, was, it wasn't going to go out. Uh, but I was like, oh, maybe this will definitely score the runner from first. And I was like, oh, yeah, that Rizzo running, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that double, like, you looked at it and it's like, the only reason you even think it might go out is because it's John Carlos Stanton, but like anybody else, you knew it wasn't. And like, it's fair, it didn't, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I will, I mean, again, I will say that Aaron Judge is probably the actual answer for Yankee of the Week. Yeah, we, we, but... I think I have to implement an other Yankee of the Week. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think we got to do that too. So uh, even I know that my pick would be Aaron judge, but uh, because we are trying to mix things up. Oh, you know what? This is, this is a bit of a wild card one, but I'll give it to Clark Schmidt, even though it was one of the few losses that was not his fault. And I want to be encouraged by him because I really do hope that he can be some kind of contributor and I think with the way that the rotation is, he's going to have a good chance to stick in this rotation all year long. So he will have a chance to make his case. We'll see him soon up in this White Sox series, and hopefully he keeps it going. Yeah, no, no, that, that's fair. I uh, I like the call. Yeah, yeah. Also, shout out to Michael King for four shutout innings in relief across two games. He's the man. Always, always, yeah. my sweet prince. Yeah, the Clay King. Holmes would have also been a good pick, but he still he still walks too many guys for me to feel super comfortable. But he he got yeah, exactly. the job done. But he still walks guys. Exactly, like I, he's not back, but I I don't necessarily squint too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, who is your Manfred of the week? Uh, it's going to be the fence at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, that was going to be my pick too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you hurt my big beefy boy. I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. I guess my mine will I'll keep it simple. Mine will be um Nestor Cortez's shoulder because any injuries to Nestor just automatically bums me out. He's so fun. 
even and like even when even though he struggled at points this year, I still feel good about him taking the mound. And now we won't see that for at least two to three weeks. So that's right. Nice. Yeah, I will give a shout out to Anthony Rizzo, who did not have a very good series back uh, against the Dodgers. Yeah, well, his his next bothering him. I relate but to that exactly. Something. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went and grabbed to grab something from the table the other day and my neck, like I pulled something in my neck and it hurt me for like three hours. So yeah, that's why he's not my actual man for the week. Just special shout out. Yeah. Plus he's earned a little bit of goodwill from, you know, what he's done the rest of the season. Before yeah. That, so. Being the one guy who's always in the lineup other than a yeah. couple game. <laughs> exactly. I guess the only thing coming up, it's a homestand. Got three against the White Sox, three against the Red Sox. So changing the laundry. That's the theme of the week. Please don't lose too many games to either of these teams because the White Sox are underachieving. The Red Sox are better team than the Twins, but they're still a last place team in the AL East. And you're still playing at home. So don't lose games. (laughs) Yeah. So say I. I, for one, have always been a fan of no-show socks, and I hope that the Yankees get to deal with some no-show socks this week. Hey! Woo! All right. I don't think we can end it anywhere better than that. So. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Podium Park, Pinstripe Alley, Merns PSA. I will just speak for you this week and say go see Across the Spider-Verse. Cause... That's exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie was great. We are talking about it enough in our DMs, but, yeah, it's... If you haven't seen the first one, definitely go see the first one. Also, why haven't you seen the first one by now? But watch that. Watch Across Spider-Verse. You will not regret it. It's some of the best animation I've ever seen. It's so Absolutely. It's just, it's just visual, visually stunning and beautiful. Yes. Also, don't say chai tea. Yes. <laughs> Take that lesson. All right. Yes. Go Yankees. Uh, go baseball. Hit some dingers. Do it. <laughs>